So, what's happening? Fire away, guys. Fire away. Please. How they looking out there, Coach? It's good. It's been really, really competitive. I, I think the thing that's very noticeable is the, uh, the, the work that Coach McKnight and his staff have done. Um, they're faster. Uh, they're more physical. I mean, it's uh, good. And, you know, as you get later on, and I, I've always said this to you guys, like, you get into week two, you kind of know what type of ball club you have, and we're still running around really good. So we've got a scrimmage tomorrow. Uh, it could be a big test for a whole bunch of guys to see if they can do it when all the coaches are away from They can communicate and make plays. How are you feeling in the corner right now? Good. It's competitive. We got. You know, I brought this up beforehand. You got, you know, four or five guys in the mix. And uh, I, as I told Jason the other day when we talked about personnel, I said no, nobody has like given us any signs that they can't play at this level. So what we'll do is, you know, obviously uh, we've got to challenge them, and we've got some great guys offensively to, yeah. to challenge them with it. So we're going to have to rotate some guys in there and. If they can go against Colin and, and be successful, then uh, we feel they can play with anybody in the country. So do you feel like tomorrow is a huge yeah, absolutely. barometer for all it of is. Okay. It's You know, it's the one thing to be in in practice, and things are in a little bit of controlled environment. We only played like two segments where we just put the ball down, and Tim and I just called it. But when we get into a scrimmage where it's going to be 60 plays probably for each group, you're going to get a good barometer who can do it without us being out there, you know, and it's... It's going to be huge. I mean, uh, Coach Herman was just out in the field saying it's we got to treat tomorrow as a game day in every aspect, especially when you have some newer guys that are going to be, be out there. Herman was talking about a, a third down sub package with eight DBs. Well, we're, we're, we're working on trying to get our best guys out there. So it's, uh, it's you know, we're shuffling around some guys, seeing who's the pass rushers, and it kind of starts from there, and then finding out who's going to be our best guys in coverage on the second mm-hmm. level. So. Does that force you to like cross train more guys at nickel or Joker? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that's you know, Craig has all those guys in his room, and I think they understand that. I've said this before: is we want to play the next best ball player, so we don't want to play necessarily the on the depth chart the second boundary safety. If our second nickel is a better ball player, then learn how to play safety. So. And I think that's across the board, and our kids really have embraced that. So, but it's easier when everybody's in the same room, so you can talk through it. So, at the end of the day, whoever we put out in that field is what we think are the whether two best, whatever, or three best, whatever, in our club. So we have to cross train to be able to do that. Are you seeing like so like Josh Thompson? Is he playing some safety in addition to? There's a couple guys that will stay away from, but Josh will get thrown in there once in a while just so in case something was to happen. So when you get in the fall camp, I think at first you want to uh, rep the guys in the positions that you believe there. And as we get further along in camp, hopefully we stay healthy. But you always want to get into about week three where you start really, really cross training guys. So you don't have to do it during the season. You don't have to make scramble moves and say, okay, what do we do? Game four, our starter, this got hurt. Now we got only you know two practice days to get them right. So this is the time to do that. What does Caden have to do to make the next step? I think just just continue uh, being a pro. I mean, he's still a young guy, and you know, it's there's still a lot of things. You guys, when probably you were young reporters, in comparison to when you get a little bit older, there's a lot of things that you do different now. So. You know, get with Brandon Jones, know how those older guys prepare, be really efficient. But to me, it's just uh, playing loose and free. I think that's when he's at his best, is when he's not out there thinking and he can just hunt the ball up. Um, and it's just, it's going to take some time for him to just learn how to do that consistently. And that's 
he's got the talent. There's no doubt about it. But sometimes it just takes a little bit of time for him to learn. But he's got a great group to learn from. Do you have any elite pass rushers? Well, we'll find out. I mean, to me, it's, you know, you would expect Malcolm Roach and, and, and TQ and Joe Asai. So we've got some people yeah. that can rush the quarterback. And whether or not they can put it all together in a game situation, we'll see. Once again, this doesn't go down to whether Malcolm Roach is talented. Now Mal- Malcolm Roach puts himself in a situation, instead of playing maybe 30 plays, he might play 55, 60 plays. So that's where we got to find out whether Mal can continue to press the gas you know, on play 48 or 49 the same way he didn't play five. So that, to me, that's the challenge when you're, like, you get this uh, perception that a lot of these guys are going to be new. They, they've played, sure. you know, okay, they've played, but how much have they played? And it's different, you know. If you're Joe Asai getting in for 15 reps in comparison to maybe going 65, mm-hmm. 70, it's a different ball game. So that's what we got to learn, and we got to find out whether those guys can do it. And then we got to be able to shuffle guys in if they – can't give us, you know, the what we need to win. And do the time for Malcolm and Jeffrey in particular. To yeah, absolutely. Break out. Yeah, absolutely. Home. I mean, to me, those guys know every every pass rush. Known they they know how to set guys up. And they, yeah. you get to this point in your career, and you kind of look around, and, and you know you're the guy. Then become the guy. You know, maybe last year it was see Charles a little bit, maybe Breck a little bit. And you sit there and go, this is kind of my role. But I think Malcolm, especially to me, understands how valuable he's going to be in terms of making plays up front. So so that, on, the flip, on the flip side, on the offensive side, who are the guys on the offense that give the defense fits? Well, I think, the, you know, the receivers, uh, you know, Colin, the two running backs have been really good. I mean, Sam's a stud. You know, uh, you know Sammy, uh, in terms of diagnosing the stuff that we do, um, getting our guys in the proper calls, he's as good as any quarterback I've seen. And, you know, he's been an outstanding leader, him and, uh, and Shaq. To me, I mean, they are the backbone of this team. I don't care that they're on offense and, you know, we're working on our defensive side. Those two guys have been unbelievable this camp of competing against us. And, like, you know, we want to win. It's an offensive-defensive deal. They want to win on offense. We want to win on defense. But when that drill's over with, they've been two great leaders for us, rallying guys together. Uh, they've done an exceptional job of that. Todd, is it so going back to what Chip asked? Is, is it possible that when you rank all your guys, yeah. it's going to be tilted far more toward the DBs in terms of ranking your top 15, 16, 20 guys? Uh, I know where you guys. Look, look, let me answer. Let me t- say this, okay? I know you guys where you're getting with this, okay? At the end of the day, based on what we're playing, okay? So you got to think like long-term personnels that offense is running. Right. If you can make a play and you can run, we'll find a home for you on the field. Okay. If we lose too much mass, like if we're getting knocked around and things like that, then we won't sacrifice that. But if you give us somebody that has to play in space outside the core of the formation, outside of guards and tackles and all that stuff, if, you could, if you're a playmaker and you're really, really fast, we'll find you at home. You have a lot of first-year linebackers in your yeah. area. How much have they adjusted so far? Well, they've been better. I think they've made huge strides since the spring. I think Yancey, again, has done a great job. Delhi's a guy that comes to mind where, I, you know, the spring was trying to learn, try to figure things out. But we can see a lot of those guys that took the time and effort to understand what their deficiencies were athletically, but also to take the time and effort to put their nose in that playbook. So it's noticeably different. So we've got... You know, we've got a competitive group right now. With I, I think when you're talking about Jeff and Joe, I think there's some establishment there. You know, they're not the they're not elite right now, but we're working that way. And they're guys that 
uh, you know, we don't have to tell everything about every play. And then you have those group of guys like uh, like Delhi, like Tillman, like Caleb Johnson, those type of guys that were work in progress. But they've shown flashes of being able to do it, and their comprehension is pretty good. So I just think what we need is just a little bit more time to get them fundamentally. Like tomorrow's going to be huge. It's like, can you go out there without us being there? Can you sprint to the ball like 50 times full speed? Or are you going to loaf? Are you going to overanalyze stuff? Are you going to like make a mistake and stop? All those things that go into young guys. So we're going to address that tomorrow morning. We'll just play free and relax. No fear. But some of these kids, get, you know, they got so much pressure on themselves to either be a starter, contribute, I want to do this, I want to do that, and they go out there and they over-process. And we're trying to eliminate that. Just put your foot in the ground, go, and run as hard as you can and hit somebody as hard as you can. What's your biggest concern? What's your biggest concern right now? I don't know if, if we have a concern. I think when you get past the, the I, I would say we probably got about 14 guys, maybe 15 guys that you say, like, hey, put them out there. We got a chance to be pretty decent. I think during the course of the year, I think um, there's going to be some situations that we're going to need more. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that you always get concerned about is through week eight, week nine, when those guys uh, are banged up, the, the really good guys, can you throw this guy in and go, Okay, let's hold our breath here. We're going to throw this guy in and say, hey, we're, we're not going to miss a beat. Thanks, T.R. That's good. Welcome. All right, here we go. Thanks, Kobe. You're welcome. What's up, guys? How are we doing? Hey, Kobe. Hey.